You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, what's up, Vox and Hops heads? I'm Matt, the vocals of Cryptopsy, and you're listening to my podcast, Vox and Hops, where I sit down with fellow metal musicians to talk about their lives, music, and craft beer. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I was super busy and have been super busy, but I did take some time to sit back and relax and to enjoy the weekend with my family. It is always very important to appreciate these small moments where things are calm. Try to bask in the positivity, people. There's just way too much negative stuff circulating around out there in the world, and this tornado of negativity is getting stronger and stronger, and it takes uh, people like us to uh, remain positive, to try to spread some positivity, to uh, combat that, and I... uh, strongly advocate that all of you should join my positive tornado we could do it we will beat this negative storm and we will come out of it stronger happier better people i challenge you all to do that today's vox and hops episode is presented by heavy montreal heavy montreal is montreal's premier metal promoter They host one of North America's best metal festivals. I have played every festival out there just about. I have played Wacken. I have played Hellfest. I have played Brutal Assault. I have played Summer Breeze. I have played Partizan. I have even played Loud Park in Japan. And I got to tell you that Heavy Montreal is right up there with the best of them. I'm extremely, extremely proud to be from Montreal and to have such a high-quality festival in my hometown. Massive shout-out to Heavy Montreal for presenting this episode. I'm all about it. On today's episode, I'm with Paolo Jr. of Sepultura. Here it is. This is Vox and Hops, episode number 173. I warn you, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. Hey, what's up, everyone? Today I'm with Paolo of Sepultura. It is so, so good to be with you. Um, I've been a fan for as long as I've been listening to metal, and it is uh, very, very cool to sit down and have a chat with you, share a drink with you. I'm very excited. So let's start this off super simple. Uh, how are you? How are you doing in the madness of the world that is now 2020? Uh, it's a pleasure to be here with you, man. Uh, thank you very much. Uh trying to be as best as we can you know we brazil it's been locked down kind for the past 120 days we had to cancel the north america tour two days before uh getting to the plane and we've been at home so from sao paulo i came to my hometown belo horizonte to stay with my mom and my sister because you know just uh at least i'm here with them and uh I can watch them, take care of them, and uh, and I've been sitting at home, playing, reading, watching documentaries, and trying to drink once a week because <laughs> it's very dangerous, my friend. If you keep, if you if you lose the control, you're in trouble. So, trying to 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 work on uh, only on the on the weekends. That is a very, very wise decision because you are right. It is a slippery slope and any day can be the weekend if you have <laughs> nothing to wake up for. <laughs> you know, at the beginning, everything was, you know, because I got very lazy. So everything was all the, the, the clock was all, all messed. So I was going to bed like eight o'clock in the morning, just going through the whole night watching documentaries, movies. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, nothing to do, was like, yeah, and I'm drinking, uh, like, drinking coffee, and I was like, uh, and I'm just being a bone at home, so, 
And then I started to focus and start. We, we start to do the simple simple quarter every Wednesday, and uh, then we start to. I start to focus and had had a better calendar, you know, follow a better better calendar. Well, there's no, there's nothing worse than than a tour being canceled, but it it gets so much more worse when it gets canceled two days before, and it's your album release, and the album was so well received, and you know North America loves you guys. T- talk me through those days going up to that. Uh, had you were you aware of what was going on with COVID? Were you was it like something that was happening in your camp where you guys were talking about a potential cancellation? Uh, we well, we heard the, all the rumors. Uh, we were we were in the United States in, uh, in January for the NAM. And I was in Europe as well because I have a bar in Amsterdam. Cool. So I had I flew to from São Paulo to Amsterdam, Amsterdam, Los Angeles, Los Angeles back to Amsterdam and stayed until beginning of February. But at the the point was not still as bad. So I got back to Brazil and all the news starts heating up and uh, and uh, and then all the the. All the borders start to close down, but at the same time, we like in the studio preparing to 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 get into the tour, you know. And uh, we have like two weeks of rehearsal every day, and I'm doing something that we never done before, which was we had uh, the the quadrant record that has 12 songs, and uh, we re- we were ready to play seven. Wow, good for you guys, yeah. So it's something that we've never done before. Something that I strive to do with Cryptopsy is to put new songs into the set list, put that new album in forward on stage. So that's very cool that you guys are doing that. But it takes a lot of work to get it ready for... Yeah, it's a lot of work. It's a very, it's a, it's a very unique record. It's a very hard album to play. It's not easy. And uh, so everybody was very excited about it. And we, we brought some old, obscure songs as well to the set list. And uh, and two days before we had to we we were re- ready to 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 jump in the into the plane. We had to cancel everything and postpone for to March uh, half uh, second half of March uh, next year. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. At least uh, it's been everything start, it starts to be rescheduled, but we don't know at this point what's going to happen. But the calendar is. It's already there. So. Absolutely. Uh, 2021 is already booked for all bands. It's uh, Everything's been rescheduled. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a tsunami of bands because everybody's like, <laughs> <laughs> the fans, the, the people that enjoy the music, they're going to be suffering to pick it up or who they're going to see next year because everybody will be hungry to go back. On That's right. Tour. Not only the bands, the, the crew, but... The crowd itself, you know, it's gonna be a, it's, it's been, it's gonna be a good crazy, you know, moment, good cr- crazy uh, celebration of life, I believe. Yes, yes. Save your money, people, so you can go see as many shows as possible because there's gonna be a lot of them. Yeah, just expend your money. <laughs> we, you can, you can, you, you, always in the good health, you can work and you can make money. We're gonna be coming back many, many times as much as we can. You know, usually the cycle takes about uh, three years but I think for this record I think it's gonna it's gonna be a little longer Vox and Hops is all about hanging out uh, with my metal friends talking about their lives music and craft beer so what what do you have on your side there Paolo I have oh today I have just to show you guys the Sepultura Ale fucking right yes. right it's, it's made in Brazil Sao Paulo from- outskirts of Sao Paulo it's a it's a it's a ale, but from the Bavaria school. 
So it's basically it, ha- it has a kind of the touch the IPA, but uh, all the ingredients comes from the Bavaria. The only thing is Brazilian is the the water that they treat on the factory. So he he developed this uh, this recipe for us very only for to celebrate the thirtieth anniversary. We have uh, a vice beer as well with them, which uh, represented the twenty fifth uh, <clears throat> anniversary of the band. But it's the same as they have on the on the catalog. The, the, the Bamberg That's right. It's a, it's a Cervejaria Bambergs, right? Cervejaria Bamberg. I want to hear how this whole thing happened. How, how did you come into contact with this brewery? How did they start making Sepultura beers? Well, this we had this guy that came up, approached to us in one of the shows close by the, the area. And uh, he was an investor. But he was working with uh, imports, bringing the different types of wines, uh, from all over the world to Brazil and he, he was a fan and uh, he approached uh, us in the dressing room and wanted to talk to us about the, you know, really uh, like to work with you, I'm a fan uh, I think uh, the, the brand Sepultura has a very strong name in the market so I'm, I'm willing to invest and to to make a, a, a beer uh, 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 with you guys and, and see how it goes and we talked about it and uh, we actually uh, had a, a, one beer before, uh, before Bamberg, which uh, was a very microbrewery that it didn't work out very well. So, and then we we broke uh, we, we we broke the contract, and and then after a uh, few tries, uh, I went with uh, this guy. His name is Mauricio. He lives now in Japan. So we went to Rio, to São Paulo, my hometown, different factories to different microbreweries to to not to try out and to to talk to the people and everybody was so nice and but uh and one day he came over came over to me he's like dude i think i found it i found the place it's like all right let's go and then uh you know you know how it goes we have like four members blah 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 each one likes a different that has a different uh taste and uh and nothing you know basically was not, never decided so i was like all right, let me decide this thing. I'm going to go to the factory. Whatever decide, is that okay with you guys? I was like, okay, just do it. I was like, so I went and I went. And to make the process uh, work, to see if everything was fine, he already had the, the vice beer. And I tried different, the, sort of different, different types that he had on the, on the factory. And I really liked the vice beer. I was like, dude, can we use your vice beer as a, as a prototype now to see... If the partnership is gonna work, if you you know all the business is gonna work, and it's like, and we did that, and uh, we just put the label on the, his vice beer, which is a very good beer as well, and uh, and from there was a, was a success, you know, and and then uh, a few months after that he he came, no, actually a few years after that he came to us like uh, we need to I need to to produce the simple food recipe. So he sat down with all of us, brought a bunch of different samples, different kinds of beer from different sorts of sorts of factory, and uh, and he created this ale, you know, with a little bit different because uh, I'm not a big fan of the ales, but this one so, somehow is, you know, it's uh, has a different uh, little bit of the bitter taste that I like. Um, I'm a I'm a vice stout and pilsen guy most 
you know I appreciate the good beer but I those are the main beers that I that I like to, to drink so we had the samples of Andreas tried out Derek tried out I think Aloy tried out and then we start to talk and he you know absorbed all the all the information and came with this and I think it's one of the most selling beers on the his factory today I think it's in the, I think it's the third one that sells the most so it's, uh, it's, it's been doing very well so far if everybody that it brings in everybody I think there's that's already got like three medals in Europe some some brew awards yeah brew awards that's, that's amazing and, uh, so it's uh, it's been doing good you know and now uh, because it's so hard to to export all the all the uh, the alcohol and stuff and um, and he goes every year to 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 Bavaria to to upgrade to study to you know to do all this stuff that he, he needs to do you know to see the new ingredients blah and uh, and well we've been talking about to like to to brew this recipe in mm-hmm. Europe and maybe brew in North America as well so we don't have to travel with just bring to uh, bring the recipe to different places that the places that he believes that it can be worked out with us so so this way we we have uh, we have the same about the same quality everywhere because people keep asking you know it's very hard like the wine like the wines that we have here today they make the Portuguese wine so it's very hard to come in Europe you can find it but in South America in North America no <laughs> So it's very hard. It's a, it's a pain in the ass because all the fans, you know, they they feel like the kind of betrayed because we don't. Like, but it's not like that. It's it's very hard, you know. So we, right now we we're working very hard to try to to put that in the global. You know, we're working to put all the merchandise about the same for so everybody can get. Of course, it's gonna have always gonna have a little special item here, special item there. It's uh, it's very hard to avoid that but uh trying to 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 bring the main stuff at least to to everybody it sounds special and uh i definitely definitely want to try that beer on my side i'm going to be drinking overhop canada's cripster this is a collab they did with mason's brewing this is brand new they actually poured this beer into this growler from their fermenter for this interview today because uh, Patty and Tatiana and everyone over at Overhop Canada are absolutely amazing. They are uh, a Brazilian brewery that has moved subsequently up here to Montreal. They started off a bit in the Ontarian market and in the Quebec market, and now they have settled here. They have a brand new brew house. They are still they still have a sister company down in Brazil in Rio. Uh, I'm going to pour this out. Uh, Tell me about the Brazilian craft beer scene, if you know anything about that. Uh, I know that we, Brazil's been, uh, my home state has been growing up a lot. You know, there's a lot, a lot of uh, microbreweries, you know. Of course, we're still far away from, uh, to be like the United States and uh, the Germans and, you know, the Europeans that they've been doing that for years. But uh, we've been, it's been, it's been a growing fast market. I'm drinking some wine. Sorry. But it's growing a lot, especially in, in these regions over here. We, I've been trying, and there's the local metal scenes as well. They they they, they have uh, their own beers as well. I've been trying, uh, tasting some good stuff, you know. So it's it's growing a lot. My my sister, uh, with her friends, they they like brew, brew some time to time. They brew a little bit at home. So it's it's a it's a, it's, 
it's a market that is being developed a lot through the, the past, I, I would say, the past 15 years. And uh, it's growing, it's growing fast. But Bombardier Bum- itself, it's, it's a very nice uh, setup, very nice factory. And uh, he knows what he's doing, you know, he's no, he knows he's no joke. So, so there's uh, some very good uh, learners down in Brazil. And we drink good beer. Brazilians like to drink beers. So. Good. On that note, well, cheers to the citizens. But but they will cheers. Yeah. But we are learning to 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 drink different because Brazil is a warm country, it's a tropical that country. That is correct. So usually, we usually drink the small cups, very very cold beer, especially at the at the beach. But now the Brazilians are start to learn more about to use the right glass for this type of beer. To, to, to bring more th- to the right temperature for each for each style of beer. I be, I've been a uh, a big uh, I was a Guinness drinker for years. You know, I even in Brazil I was a ambassador for Guinness for for a few years. That's amazing. So, uh, <laughs> I, there was one time in that in the, my life I was only drinking Guinness. You know, pretty much uh, from uh, from uh, Wednesday. To, to sake, <laughs> so Guinness was my, my drink, and sake. <laughs> but uh, but I was uh, being a, a good uh, uh, beer follower, uh, beer, beer appreciation. So it's, you know, but Brazil is, is getting it's gonna it's gonna be there. Yeah, Brazilians are when I know that we have a lot of wrong things, but when when a Brazilian gets to to do something right, they they know how to do it right. So. It's very rarely, but when we do, we do a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and this uh, Cripster Sour Juicy IPA with passion fruit in it is, is unbelievable. It's uh, really yeah, it's amazing. Fruit? Yeah. And uh, Overhop, I can't give you guys enough praise. Uh, everyone drink their beers, please. Love them. Love them to death. Uh, let's go back to when you were growing up in your parents' house or your guardian's house. What music was playing when you were not in control of the music? What music did your parents or guardians listen to? Uh, mostly the old Brazilian. My mom never never was into to rock and roll that much, but it was mostly Brazilian music as far as I could, I could remember. My father was not into... I never uh, caught him like listening to a lot of music, but he, 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 he used to like to dance a lot, to go to the ballrooms and dance. And you know live music, but uh, he was not the one like uh, us. Like when I started listening to music, I was listening to music like 24 hours a day. Even you know laid down with a little tape player by your by your pillow, you know, to sleep with the heavy metal very low. So uh, they, I think, uh, I I think in my house, I think I was the first first one to start to do that, and then my my brothers. After some years, start to follow me, and uh, you know they all. Now my sister, she likes mostly Brazilian and and uh, sort of uh, different types of music. But, but my brothers got into the to the rock and heavy metal after some years. So, but uh, it was mainly Brazilian music at, at the beginning, but old stuff. Do you remember the first time you saw a concert? Yeah, uh, I would say. 84, 80, I think 80, 84, 83 to 84. And it was a band that it's, uh, we shared the first record, uh, the Bessel Devastation, the, the other, the, on the other side, it was Overdose. So that was the first concert that I, 
I ever saw, like a rock concert here in my hometown. And I think that overdose inspired us, you know, to because back then on the on the on the rock metal scene here in Belo, uh, I think they were like were the the biggest local artists. So they had, they already had they knew how to play very well, and they knew how to you know to to put out a show. So I think it was a a a, a begin for us. A, I think really influenced us and on the beginning of our career, you know, to see all that, you know, happen in front of us. And was that a moment like you, you saw it and you're like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be doing that one day for the rest of my life. Uh, that's what we thought, you know, I was like, I don't know if we're going to be there. Oh, I like, to, I like to do that. That's awesome. You know, but, uh, you know, but for the rest of the life that came after, <laughs> came, 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 came a little bit after that. I was like, oh, yeah. And when the things start, it started to pick it up, and you know, like, and got to the point that uh, we could not do the school anymore, and uh, and combine the school with the music. It started to do a lot of more music than school, and then I knew that we had to choose, and we chose the metal side. <laughs> which, which for for you guys was the right choice, but for a lot of people, it most of the time isn't. Yeah, yeah. That, there's a you know there's still people out there. We still have friends from back then. They still play great musicians, but they all has have uh, uh, they all have regular jobs and you know have families, no hair. <laughs> <laughs> but they're still there. They still uh, still have the passion for the music and appreciate the music. And we talk about it when we see each other. You know, and we remember the old times, and which is great. How, how did your parents take that when you chose music over a career? Uh, you know, actually, we we are here today because uh, our families really supported us. You know, they were not against. You know, we used to have rehearsals here at my house, and my father used to to bring everybody, even the friends, to hang out inside the house so he he could watch us. Instead of you know just kick us out and let us do whatever that we wanted, and it was not like that. He always was watching us, bringing, helping us to bring the gear to the concert. Sometimes work at the door with us to to control. So it was a big help, you know. I think they they played a very important role in the beginning of the career. That's amazing. That's amazing. Very different. They're very different than most of the bands, <laughs> I believe. Yes, I, I actually <laughs> had the same situation. My bedroom was the jam room for many, many years. So, so I, I totally feel you. And my dad would drive. And my mom has actually worked the door of the show. Actually, true. That's true. Ah, <laughs> awesome. See? Um, I love how you guys have brought your culture into your music, and it's happened throughout almost all your CD. There's always a moment that reflects the Brazilian culture. A lot of bands try to mimic a sound and then just stick to it but you guys kept to yourselves and always had that going what, how, how important was it for you to reflect your culture in your art I think that came that uh, developed more and more through when we start to travel outside of the country because we hear you know we always listen to uh, samba at the bars because people hang out you know everything was uh, there was no no lockdown bars like in the United States and Canada you have to show your ID to get in and you have to drink in it Brazil is always in the street open you know we always we're kids and you know, my parents never my, my father never drinks so but uh, we sit down at the, at, the, at the bar he was playing cards but 
we I was grow up around around people that drink all the time, and we listen to the uh, the Brazilian music all, all everywhere, all surrounded, and especially with the in the football field, you know, there was always music. And I think when we start to really travel outside of the, the country, we start to miss that, you know, missing that and start to, you know, bring that naturally, you know, the way that we play has the, the, the difference is, uh, I think it's more the, the Brazilian swing that it's a little bit different than uh, the most of the band. So we, we can have that going on and the heavy metal, I think that's, I think it is, it is the signature uh, thing on this band, you know, the fact that we are Brazilians and came out very naturally, you know. It's like you see, uh, you see a beautiful woman here, and when they start to listen to some, you, you, you look to the the booty, start to shake and like <laughs> shit. <laughs> here you go. <laughs> but it's Brazil. You do have a, a very, very unique sound. And, and it ties into uh, one of my first tours, actually, we, I was in Mexico, and there were black metal Mexican bands, and I was like, why aren't they just doing their own thing? So I love that you guys have always just done your own thing. No, we start very aggressive, very, you know, very radicals, but, you know, we start to grow up, especially when Andreas came into the band, he brought a new, uh, a new you know, style, a new clean set clean sound, you know, really playing through the riffs, you know, bringing some uh, the guitar heroes uh, influence that he liked a lot. And, uh, and I think that really helped us to, to open up the mind and, and, and try to, to reach for different uh, horizons, you know, music-wise. You know, there's a lot of bands, I, I don't like to compare, but there's a lot of bands that had, has, have, each one has a formula, you know, some, some of them stick to one formula and that works forever. But, you know, for us, you know, we need to, we need to, that's our thing. Uh, uh, if you ask me about the next record, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> that's good, it's, that's it. After, uh, I, after this one, I have no idea. <laughs> that's it, you're, you're always living in the present and everything is an evolution. Yeah. And it's the same thing for Cryptopsy too, yeah. so. Uh, that's uh, that's the idea. You know, you guys survived the '90s when new metal went crazy, and you guys dropped a monster of an album. Which, me being a new metal child, when I grew up, I grew up in the '90s. I was a huge fan of all that, and Roots really spoke to me. So, so I like how you guys just work with everything, and everything's an evolution. And but it's always you guys. Uh, let's touch on. I'm very interested in how you guys have stayed connected with your fans throughout this COVID. You mentioned that every Wednesday you do something special for them. So let's talk about that. Well, the idea is, you know, exactly like that. But what are we gonna do? We're gonna be sitting home for this for the full year waiting. So everybody starts to thinking about. It. We have social media. We can reach almost everybody in the house nowadays. So we start to think about, you know with the conception of, of the quadra, the number four. So let's do on Wednesday at four o'clock Brazilian time with four pieces. And we start to do ourselves and then we start to invite friends to talk for Q and A's, you know, not to interview, but you know, have a nice conversation to try to remember the, the road stories and how we cross each other, how we became friends and, and we start to at the beginning, it was only us to jam one one song for each uh, week, and then we start to invite 
you know, gas. Now there's a lease. That's amazing. <laughs> that a bunch of people like, hey, can we do it? Can we do that? Of course. Okay, let's uh, let's schedule this. Now we we try to 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 do the international artists. They spoke in English, you know, a crowd and, and try to do the Brazilians well, you know, because it's very hard, you know, to because when it, if we speak too much in Portuguese, all the the rest of the world starts complaining. If you speak only in English, the Brazilians start to complain. You Brazilian, you know, you have to sound like this, you know. We need to, so we try to divide and make a little, try to 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 make everybody happy somehow, you know. But uh, we have some surprises coming up tomorrow. David Thousand, oh, cool, Canadian. very cool. Uh, so it's already announced. So it's, I already saw the the stuff that he, the song that he did. Amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. <laughs> amazing. Oh, amazing. He's not human, man. Sound, sounds. Oh, no, he's not. He's something else. But, uh, you know, sounding great. So he's going to be doing the Q&A with uh, Andres and Derek. And uh, next week we have a Brazilian artist that are very famous in Brazil that influenced us. And we keep going. You know, switch around and we see the dates, who's available at the time so we can... You know, put in the schedule and try to make everybody happy and bring out the family and and, and storytellers about the the album covers. How you know a little every week is a little different uh, topic. So try to to bring as much as we can as as long we we're here at home. And I think we're gonna be doing that, I guess, forever now. But so, once we go back on the road. It's going to be a little different, of course, and probably we're going to be doing this like uh, personally with all the people. But I think uh, I think it's cool, you know, and I think uh, it's good for the fans. It's good for us as well you know, to to have a, a moment with the with the musician friends and you know share some some stories and some funny stuff and. And I'll have the chance to, to play with them as well. Which is exactly what would happen if we were on tour, because that's that is what tour is about. We get to play awesome shows in front of people and may, meet friends around the globe. But then there's those stories that happen backstage or before the show or around the shows. And it's those things that we remember probably more than the shows. Because <laughs> the shows that when you play almost every day, you know, it's a when you were on tour usually we only have the Mondays off so we play six days in a row and uh, sometimes it depends and uh, uh, depends on the day becomes uh, sounds the same you know not every day but sometimes it's, al it's always amazing know, so like, uh, it, it, uh, yeah that, but it, sometimes you know for, well, you know it's only it's, you only can understand that if you're in the room mm -hmm. For so long, but uh, you know, some. Uh, but uh, when you have uh, a guest or something different happening, it's it's cool. You know, change the whole thing, and it's it's good about this because you can share with with the fans and with the people that's watching the, the stories that I I didn't even remember. Like, <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Do you have to censor? Especially. Spe Especially I, I'm the worst. My memory is horrible. <laughs> Andres remembers everything, and I cannot remember anything. <laughs> so you have to to really start to talk to me, 
and then all the hard drives start to work. <laughs> like, oh yeah, the backup. Oh yeah, now, now I remember. <laughs> That's always the weirdest detail that sparks you back. <laughs> yeah, like. Uh, I, Somebody needs to hit the key. Like, oh, okay. Now remember. I want, I want to touch on uh, this bar. You mentioned you have a bar. Why did you open a bar in Amsterdam? Well, I have a friend there for many years, you know, and uh, I always loved uh, Amsterdam, you know. And uh, to be, it's a different challenge somehow. And it's a place that, uh, you know, after so many years struggling, I'll be, all uh, this year, I'll be 36 years in Sepultura. So I have every... At home right now, I'm trying to, to think every time that I walk down and come back to my room here, like, uh, I just got back from tour. So I'm just, I just need to relax so I don't yeah, go crazy. Yeah. And uh, so after so many years, you know, I like to, I go to Amsterdam. Or if, I'm, if I get tired of Amsterdam, I fly back home. Or if I, you know, I'm... We, we need to go on tour, so we, we go out for two months, and then I, I go to Amsterdam for a break. If not, I go to Brazil. So uh, it's just to have uh, I need another, you know, of course, it's a business. You like to make money, blah, 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 but at the same time, it's a challenge, and it's, uh, it's something that I, I really enjoy, you know, to do it. And, uh, you know, it's a place that we have that I like to have to, to, to see friends if I'm there. People that you know passing by to the city on on the days off. You know we've been having friends and we had the Dead Cross. We had Airborne was there when I was I was not there. So many others. Uh, uh, Dave Ellison and Frank Bell did the, the project uh, <clears throat> there when I was not there. Uh, but uh, if I'm there, you know I saw Devin Thousand when he was when I was there. So you know the, the guys from Ghost came down and uh, so I said just a place to, to have to, to the people to hang out you know it's like to you know it's a it's a very uh, mellow bar compared to the other ones it's, it's not a metal bar but it's, at the same time it's a metal bar because there's a mixture of people you know plays all types of music and only vinyls so so you can uh, enjoy any type of music that there is and you can ask the bar the person that is behind the bar at the moment, and uh, and it's just a pl- place to sit down and uh, and and I'll have a beer and have a snack with your friend. That sounds like a place I'd like to go. I want to get the name for you. And if, do you, can we say the name, or is it a private thing? Yeah, it's called BR Zero Twenty. So it's a, it's about three hundred meters from uh, Anne Frank's oh. house. It's not far away. It's very central from the from the lights flying the famous bulldog. It's a 10, 15 minute walk. That's so, so cool. And, and is there craft beer being served there, I have to ask? Uh, no, not yet. Not yet. Uh, we have, but we have the first Pilsen cool. in the world. Yep. We have Urkel. Yes, yes. And uh, we, have, uh, we, we have a contract with Kornaut and, uh, and uh, Roche. And uh, for the taps, we have to, to use that. And for the bottles, we can use... Whatever you want, yeah. Whatever, yeah. whatever I want and uh, when people ask we go after and uh, but uh, <clears throat> but I, I, I'm having the idea for for the next years maybe to have one at least a different uh, uh, micro you know gas beer like a, ro- a rotating we'll cap yeah, no. that'd be super dope yeah yeah one last question Paolo 
uh, you, you probably have gone through this a lot of times. You probably have just figured it out. You might have the secret. What is your hangover cure? Oh. Um, eat right, eat healthy, and drink a lot of water. So that's that's the main secret. <laughs> you know, Brazil is good for, you know, I do my... my my home state and my hometown has uh, the most bars per square meter <laughs> in, in South America. It's very well known because all the bars in there, there's some very, very, and the, the, our home food is very heavy. Good food, but heavy. It's not something that I can eat every day, but, but at the same time, Brazil has a lot of uh, good fruits, fresh very good vegetables, you know, it's very, it's a very unique taste. There's something that I really missed when I go on tour. It's the, especially the fruits and the vegetables. It's so, it's, it's you know, the bananas here is like, Ugh. there's a little banana, it's called apple banana, that tastes like yeah, an apple. Oh shit, never had that. So now, oh, it's an apple, it's a mix of, a, but it tastes like yeah. an apple. It's amazing, yeah. So I, I had a girlfriend in the United States for, that when we used to live there, when she tried it, when she got back to the U.S., she stopped to eat bananas for a while. I was like, I cannot, I, I cannot eat this anymore. I was like, I know. <laughs> See, but I'm telling you. <laughs> and there's a many, you know, the regions, you know, and the, the, the richness of the fruits are amazing. So, Paolo, thank you so, so much for taking the time. Sit down with me, drink some wine, uh, talk about your life, talk about your music, and talk about craft beer. I really, really appreciate it. Cheers, and thank you so, so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, anytime, man. Hey, thank you all so, so much for listening right to the end. You know that I love and appreciate that. Boy, I don't know if you guys could tell, but I was slightly nervous sitting down for this interview. I have been listening to Sepultura since I started listening to metal, and uh, it was uh, very, very, very cool. Sit down and have a conversation with Paolo. It was uh, truly amazing. Massive shout-out to uh, Paolo and the rest of the Sepultura camp. Keep it going. They have rescheduled their North American Quadrature with Sacred Reich crowbar and art of shock and it is coming through montreal and the montreal date is brought to you by heavy montreal that will be happening on march 19th 2021 at corona theater you should be there if you don't have your tickets for this yet you should get them you can get those via the link in the description of this podcast also i just want to give a huge and massive shout out to the Overhop Canada team, Patty, Ricardo, Tatiana, and both the Gabes for hooking me up with some delicious brews for this interview. I, I can't thank you guys enough. Uh, if any of you can make your way to the new Overhop facility, which is located in Saint-Jean-sur-le-Richelieu, I strongly suggest that you should. They are some of the nicest people in the craft beer industry. But not only that, they make some fantastic fucking brews. So check it out. All their details are in the description of this podcast as well. I hope you guys have a great rest of the week. I have one more episode coming at you this Friday. But until then, remember to enjoy life, metal, and craft beer. Cheers, Vox and Hopsets. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. 
Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road.